Hey, how's everyone doing? Um, we're back again with the Wannabe Ballers podcast with your host, James Myers, and myself, uh, Kevin Fuller. And uh, we are very excited and very honored to have Dom Rotundo uh, with us coming out of the San Diego, California area. Am I am I correct? You are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> good man. Good Hello man. to everyone. <laughs> good man. How you doing? Sunny San Diego. I'm fantastic, <laughs> you know. I got I got the sun where I am, you know. So yeah, I, I was gonna play, say no snow. <laughs> no snow for me. No uh, polar vortexes or anything like this, you know. So uh, I'm I can't complain. You know? <laughs> oh, great, great. Yeah, we we saw our first drop of sunlight today here in Holland. So. Uh, I felt I, I felt almost whole again. It was it was like closer to 40, 45, so couldn't complain. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely, man. Coming out of the winter. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. So 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 how are things, man? Um I, I think we wanted to uh obviously been excited to, to speak with you because um uh we have this podcast series kind of going on where we calling uh we're calling it too much too soon where we're just essentially trying to find out the the pathway and the journey and the and really like the experience and lessons from different perspectives in uh the especially uh in in US soccer specifically um but you know obviously we wanted to to find out your experience uh and your history in the game because uh as many of you may know or don't know uh Don Rotondo uh is the father of Evan Rotondo who is one of the most talented 2004s in the US soccer system who recently transferred to Schalke in Germany and plays for the U17 national team uh and yeah I think a lot of people you know we want to you know for ourselves we want to get educated but for our listeners I think we want to get educated on a little bit of that journey and being a parent of of such a player and also like the influences and whatnot if that makes sense absolutely great man yeah, great. That, i mean that's 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 exactly right and i think you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think maybe even giving a little bit of background of myself where i started how that journey looked like yeah could yeah. maybe help to paint the picture you know um definitely you know for me you know my journey is probably a little bit different than a lot of we'll say soccer parents out there you know, I grew up in rural Pennsylvania, didn't grow up with soccer. Um, you know, I played other sports. I, I wrestled at a pretty high level, played basketball and baseball and some of the other, you know, typical American sports. Mm. Uh, you know, grew up sort of uh, on a dirt road out in, uh, you know, northeast Pennsylvania. Um, and it wasn't really until after high school, right after fresh out of high school, I joined the, the Navy. And so, you know, I was stationed here in San Diego. Mm. I got to, you know, go out and see the world and, and see mm-hmm. different cultures and people and really get to experience some things. Um, you know, I met my wife, who <laughs> was okay. French. So uh, I haven't got lucky on that front, you know, uh, getting a French <laughs> <Yeah>. mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, fair enough. And uh, he got a little bit of the golden ticket that way with, uh, you know, getting the European passport and that, uh, you know, obviously allowed for a lot of things. And we'll, we'll get into more of those things, but that, that, that certainly helped. Um, but at the same time, you know, because, you know, marrying a European wife, uh, both her, she had a lot of family members that played the game and loved the game. Um, and, you know, one of her cousins actually played for the reserves for, for SM Kong. 
uh, okay. up in Normandy. And, um, you know, they, they helped me, you know, in essence, you know, her family helped me fall in love with the game really oh, wow. early on, you know. So, you know, I didn't grow up through the game. Okay. Um, I learned it from them. And then from that point forward, you know, just kind of being around them, um, you know, helped me kind of be in a bubble. Um, and then being in San Diego as well, right, um, you know, here, you know, in Southern California as a whole, uh, there's obviously an influx of the game yep. um, and a love for the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, at least, it was a, a combination of being flavor aligned with the culture here in San Diego that really sparked my initial interest of the game. And, and that sort of, you know, that journey was kind of brought to, to fruition that way, you know, um, <laughs> you yeah. know, from that point forward. You know, um, it really, you know, helped overall influence, uh, you know, my entire family. So I have an older son. Okay. Uh, you know, Evan has an older brother who's who's 19 now. Yeah. He, uh, you know, I, I got to experiment a lot with him early on, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, when, when, when they were both, when they were both younger, you know, I read, uh, you know, I was always trying to educate myself. So I think that was one of the things I was interested in. And learning more about the game, like mm-hmm. I, you know, probably everybody is to some capacity. Um, but I was super intrigued because you know I had known all these other American sports, and and soccer was still somewhat foreign to me, you know. And like like any new thing, you want to try to learn as much as you can and and, and get acquainted to it. And uh, I remember one of the first books I ever read, you know, doesn't necessarily wasn't necessarily specific to, to soccer or football, but. Um, was actually Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. And mm-hmm. in, in that book, he talked a lot about futsal, you know? Mm. And, and that kind of, to me, you know, even early on was like, hey, you know, maybe maybe we should be trying this with, with the boys, you know? Like, okay. maybe they should be getting, you know, max touches. Maybe they should be doing something slightly different where they're enjoying the game and, you know, trying different things. And so whether it was happenstance or <laughs> we got lucky or, or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, they played and they played pickup. Um, they went to Friday night clinics. They, you oh, know, wow. they both, yeah. both Evan and my oldest son, you know, that's where they started. They started in that, not the, not the outdoor game, but in futsal and, and wow. really getting used to, you know, manipulating the ball and, and just loving the ball and having fun with the ball. So, Wow. Um, you know, that was, that was, you know, kind of where to start. And at the same time, like we were as a family, you know, my wife's a big, you know, soccer football fan as well. And, you know, we would watch matches. Um, I would go, this is back in the days where you had to go down to like the local pub to watch Premier League games. Mm. And so I would go down and, you know, watch, you know, United Arsenal or whatever with the boys at yeah. four in the morning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. You know, me, so me and Evan are both United fans, and my older son, he's an Arsenal fan like you guys. So, oh, good, uh, hey, good man. Good man, good <laughs> man. <laughs> so, we all know that uh, Arsenal is basically, you know, it's the French team of the Premier League, so, you yeah. know, somebody had to do it. Exactly, so, exactly. But, <laughs> so, so are you saying, do you, do you feel that there was a real soccer culture in your family as Evan grew up? You saw a real soccer culture in your family? I, as much as I, I as we could make it, right? So as much yeah. as we thought it was, right? So it's it's hard to say because obviously he wasn't growing up in Europe, he wasn't growing up in right. South America, but in our little corner of the you know of San Diego, we felt like it was the closest thing to it, right? Like we wanted to have him embrace it as much as possible, just like as others embrace you know basketball or football or anything else for that matter, any sport. 
and we just had a fondness of it. It wasn't, at least from my opinion, it wasn't a forced thing. It was something that we just did, mm. you know, and, and everybody loved it. It wasn't like, oh, we're doing this again, or, oh, I have to watch this game again. It was, everybody was all in, and, and I think, you know, that was, that was part of it. You know, it was, uh, we're all enjoying it, and we're all enjoying it as a family. And, and that spoke a lot of, you know, how things continue to develop from that point, you know, because, you know, like anything, you're going to continue on and you're going to learn new things and you're going to have new ideas. Mm. And, you know, one of the one of the things for me, and I'm sure a lot of people may be similar, is like my my ideas have changed over the years. Right. What I thought might have worked when okay. when they were younger. Right. As it has adjusted um, over the years. You know, he was. Okay. Uh, he was fortunate, Evan was fortunate enough to not only be, you know, submersed in culture of futsal, and he also did, like, Mexican League when he was younger. We were, he actually played with uh, Cam Dunbar down in okay. Chula Vista in the Mexican League, you know. He yeah, yeah. camps with Dela Galaxy now, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, had a little, they had a little baller team, you know, that, like, was mixed with everything you can imagine, girls, yeah. boys, you know, all ethnicities, and it was fun, you know. Yeah. They would go out there and try things and there was you know there was coaching but it wasn't over coaching and yeah um you know so for me i think that was a a good starting point you know Mm -hmm. and you know and then you know but on the flip side of that i do have to say that he was he got at least from in my opinion he was placed in a good environment to to learn also within a structure and what i mean by that is even though he was in he, he joined club he was around, surrounded with other players that were, in, you know, similar talent or, you know, at the time, and he could grow inside a, a little bit of a structure. Not what I'm saying is, you know, it wasn't necessarily like robotic. It mm-hmm. was, hey, you can still express yourself. And he was fortunate enough to have coaches that, you know, allowed him to express himself as a player. So that's great. Um, yeah, you I, know, I think it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, definitely. How, how how young are we talking about the exposure to futsal? Like what? Uh, oh you, man! If you can give us yeah, a, so he was Evan was three, maybe four at the most when he oh, started wow. playing futsal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like at that time, of course, it's like really just it was literally manipulating the ball, right? Like mm-hmm. getting used to what the ball can do, you know. And of course, they're playing against you know older kids. You know, it was mixed. It wasn't like okay, you're whatever U fours or U fives. It was get out there and try some things and some things are going to work and some things aren't going to work. Yeah. Um, and you know, the ball is going to move faster. The ball is going to be smaller or bigger, you know, depending on what you're looking to do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me and I, I know for him, I thought it was a, a huge factor, just that whole, even pickup culture, because, you know, as, as he kind of moved throughout, even he went, so my wife is a, she's a French uh, she she works at a French Spanish immersion. It's a it's a public school where both Evan and my older son went to, mm. and so that was sort of a melting pot as well. So he got a culture of recess. You know, was was pickup games. You know, mm. like they play pickup and recess, and like you know, you're playing against other kids that are you know very much into the culture. Uh, you know, of soccer, football, and and that was it. Like you you know, and yeah. they also did like. Um, those same kids that he would play, uh, you know, recess with, they would they would meet up on Friday nights when Evan didn't have, you know, his normal practices or futsal or whatever else. And, you know, once again, pick up with older brothers and, you know, younger brothers and whoever else, you know, yeah, dads. And, yeah. and, and just once again, um, 
so for us, I think he was always, you know, thankfully exposed to just, you know, kind of nurturing that love of and love of the ball and love of the game, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Think, uh, <laughs> wow. That no, that's hey, that's great to hear, man. I mean, I think so. So one thing I when you were talking earlier, you touched upon things that you maybe tried when you, back in the day that you would yep. maybe do differently. Maybe when he was uh, you know younger, could you could you touch right. base on that? Because I think that's something that I, a lot of U.S. parents or just parents in general. Yeah would want to know. I don't know if you don't mind touching base a little bit. Yeah, on that. I mean, for, for me, so so what I mean by that is like when I was still a younger parent and trying to, to learn the ways, so, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, a big, big thing, especially for club soccer was, okay, you're on a team and like now let's go try to play every tournament we possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. Like because we've got a good team and we want to showcase our team. And there's some good that can come out of that, right? Because there are some some good journeys, and and you know there was a lot of, you know, like when we met you guys, like you know, yeah. at Supercopa in Dallas, yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. You know, it was it was good because you got to see other styles of play, um, not the same Southern California teams you're playing week in and week out. You know, mm. um, and you know, so, so there's some good in that, but you also get in the sort of the grind of okay, we're gonna go play whatever it is, Surf Cup, you know, for the 18th time. We're going to go play, uh, you know, a, a cup up in Orange County just because, right? So mm. I think, you know, you kind of get in that, that you know, that process of, of being on a team and, and having all these tournaments. And, yes, there's some good to, to come out of it. But I think sort of looking back, maybe not, you know, cutting you back and doing maybe half of those mm. would have been enough, personally. When when that situation uh, was happening, like when you're when you're going through it, obviously as a parent, you know you, you're in that grind. I can imagine. Did you notice was Evan like, hey, I just want to go play. I don't care. Or was there times where he's like, oh, I got to travel another three four hours to play games? Did, did you did you ever see a wear and tear on right. him in a kind of way or or, or you no? Know, for Evan, not so much because exactly what you said. Like he was always. Hey, I want to play. I don't care. Like, I'd rather if I could play two times a day, I would, right? Mm. And but you know, at the same time, he doesn't know, right? He doesn't know what that the grind on his body was gonna be, right? Like, you're just a little kid, and you think you know you're made out of you know rubber, and you can bounce up and do whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're just playing. You're trying to have fun, and you're trying different things, and you know you wanna you wanna win games because you think that's what uh, you know you're meant to do, right? So mm-hmm. you, you you don't know any better, and you need the, the people around you kind of at least in my opinion, trying to to sort of wrangle that back, you know, and saying, hey, yeah, we can do, we can still do that. You can still have fun, but maybe, you know, instead of doing 15 tournaments this year, we're going to do half that and we're going to, you know, let you play pickup on Saturday or Sunday, right? Mm. Or or whatever, Mm. you know, whatever your flavor of that is, right? So uh, I I just think, um, you know, there's a part of that that, you know, needs to be scaled back to some you know, and, and that maybe that works for people. I, I mean, I will have to say that, like, and that's my perspective on it. But I'm sure there's others that, like, hey, there's good that can come out of that as well, right? Because the repetition and, and gameplay and and all this as well. So I don't want to necessarily, you know, shun that. But at the same time, I think, you know, especially when they're younger, trying to do too much um, can wear on, on you know them ultimately, especially when they get to the teenage years and they've played all those games, you know. It, it, a quick question, and J- James, jump in too if you have any questions or statements or anything. But I, I was just thinking on what you're saying. Did you notice um, 
you seem pretty laid back, I guess. You know, I, I don't know if it's that Cali flavor <laughs> yeah. or that Pennsylvania <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flavor. But, um, it's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's a mixture. Great. I mean, did you notice from in uh, maybe the, the, the culture that you're around when you got in club that it became too stressful for kids, especially parents? Did you think some parents got too drawn into it? I mean, and it's not to out anybody, but did you see it kind of affecting people in a certain way? I'm just wondering. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, because you know how it is. You know how it is. Sometimes, like, you're, everybody's creatures to, you know, what you're surrounded with, your environment, right? So, mm. you know, it's only, I'd say it's only normal, right? Especially for parents that maybe aren't, aren't you know, doing the research, aren't, you know, aren't very knowledgeable. You kind of go with the flow, right? And, and the mm. flow of playing, let's say, for instance, on a top team, on a premier team, on whatever you want to call it, right? Um, is, mm. hey, go, go, go. We're winning. Let's keep winning. And, like, let's keep playing games. And, like I said, sure, there's some good competitiveness that can come out of that. But the downside of that is that it just gets to become a grind. It becomes, mm. you know, what's the next, what's next weekend's tournament, right? Mm. And, you know, are you, are you ultimately getting development out of that? Or, you know, what's coming out of it ultimately? If, if it is, great. If not, you know, what is it? So mm. I think for me personally, I think, yeah, all parents, you know, you get into that, you know what's next right we're doing this what's next and if if it's harder to of course pull yourself out of that because you know we all want to be liked and loved you know whether it's a a player or a parent right mm. and we want to go with the flow that's just what it is you know mm. so it, it's hard to to stop going with the flow yeah wow man wow wow i mean uh yeah. james, james well, what, do, what do you think about that man <laughs> Guys, it's really telling to hear in the parents' point of view of a player that actually has done well and you see the progression of the parents' development as well. Because parents' development is very important because mm. um, they transpire that out to the player's um, mindset. Because the player goes home, the parents talking about the game, their game, and the parents' understanding also bears mind on the player's understanding. It James, you, you, honestly, I've never heard us or anybody really say parent development. I've always heard education. If I think about it, I always heard like education, like but actual the development of a parent. That's that's kind of right. interesting. I mean, if I'm being honest, like I've heard us say, "Oh, but parents need to be educated." But more so, when we talked about develop, when you're saying developed, it, it goes further. I think yeah. it's like, no, you're on the journey with us. And yeah, you sure. have to develop as well as a parent, not just a hundred percent, you know, not no, just exactly yeah. mm -hmm. for, for me. And, and even like, so another thing that I heard like really early on when I was trying to do a lot of my own research was, you know, um, Wama Leo, who's, who's Pep's right hand man at city, mm. you know, yeah. I was reading an article. Yeah. yeah he, he, he wrote a, he had an article it was like an interview with them. And in that interview, he said like something to the effect of, um, you're like a product of who you are, what you have been, your evolution, and your context, right? So context mm. to me, like, meant, like, what I was at that time, what I was surrounded at that time, and, like, our context is always changing, right? So, like, even me to this day, right, mm. my context now, doing a little bit more, maybe training players, you know, coaching, all that has changed to what I once was as just, you know, a parent trying to learn the game and understand the game, you oh. know, because that sport was so new to me. It was, it was, it was basically one-on-one, like, 
you know, yeah. how do we do this? And then, of course, how could I help express that to my son at the time, you know, yeah. or sons, to be honest, to both of them, because, yeah. you know, my older son, like, he, he didn't take the same path as my younger one. He, he wanted yeah. to do it at a lesser capacity. Um, you know, he had the talent, but didn't want to put the, you know, necessarily do that same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just literally about expressing that to my kids and, and seeing if, if they could learn as much as possible. It, question, did you, did you feel ever in your, as a parent, that you ever one time maybe pressured them too much, like looking back on it? Do you feel that? Or did you feel like, oh, you know, it, it went, you know, and it could have been a moment or something, you know, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Do you Look, feel that you ever did that? I'll tell you a story. Yes, I was a hundred percent right, and 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 this is why I say we're we we evolve, right? We evolve as parents. Mm. So here's a story. So when Evan was younger, I would say he was probably eight, nine, maybe ten at the max, right? Mm. He, um, we were we were having a barbecue in the backyard, as you sometimes do in San Diego, right? Mm -hmm. And I have we have a little bit of a step up, and uh, like it's basically like a rock sort of step up, and we were playing in the backyard, and he slipped. And he cut his, his basically his shin open, right? Mm. So it was, there was a cut. And, and so he had to get stitches. And we had a tournament coming up that weekend, right? Oh, wow. So it was yeah. a bigger tournament. I can't remember what exact tournament it was. And um, so we stitched him up and you know put on the shin guards. And <laughs> you know, he, went out and, <laughs> he went out and played in the first game. You know, he was, I would say he was doing okay, but he was probably only doing, you know, 70% of what he normally would. Yeah. And, and then we ended up, so this is how, <laughs> maybe how silly or crazy I was as a parent back then. Mm -hmm. um, we went to, uh, we went to like the Vons or local sort of, you know, shop to, to get different accessories. And we made a donut for him, like so that we could wrap around his stitches. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was cushioned enough so it wouldn't hurt. So oh, this is what I'm telling you. Like, yeah. you know, this is, you know, and it's, you look back at that and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. he could have obviously not played yeah. one tournament, yeah. right? But, like, you know, as, you know, as a, as a parent, you think you're doing the right thing by including your son because they need him. Oh, they absolutely need him for that mm -hmm. tournament, mm -hmm. which is, wasn't reality, right? It's, it's so... Yeah, that, that was definitely one thing I always remember back to like, man, you were crazy. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I could imagine you guys on the sideline. And I, and I could imagine parents around you like, is Evan going? Is he okay? Can he play? Can he play? <laughs> yeah, think, think about it, right? Because that's exactly what it was. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's good, right? Oh, let's just wrap him up and throw him in there. Oh, like, we're good. He's got to be out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it happens though. it happens i i've seen it as well man. <laughs> um hey just, just yeah exactly exactly just, just real quick um you obviously mentioned you obviously mentioned the french side of of you all's family and i assume uh, did you guys take trips back and, and did they spend time around the game playing and whatnot yeah a hundred percent so yeah i didn't really touch too much on that but that's exactly right so we would try Look, it's not cheap, right? So, and I can't mm -hmm. say that we're, you know, the richest people either, you know. Yeah. So, like, uh, my wife's a teacher, and you know, I work uh, as a capacity as, a, as, you know, an engineer for Xerox. So, yeah. You know, we live in San Diego, so we 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 try our best, you know, and yeah. we we would go try to go every other year or every third year if we could. Okay. Um, obviously, in the off season or in the season where it wasn't high <laughs> priced, we'll yeah. say. 
Um, and you know what? What Evan, what's also benefited, you know, Evan and my oldest son, was the fact that um, where my wife's family lived, they lived not directly inside in Normandy, but just outside that, and they they had sort of part ownership in like a very small club, like small as you can imagine, like a neighborhood wow. club, oh, like nice. of a couple hundred kids, right? Okay. And we're talking once again, like the fact that. They were with this smaller club, and the kids could go, and they would do usually like a camp, mm. and it was like you know an overnight camp where they got to go and you know be with French kids mm. and have to speak French, yeah. and you know uh. be immersed in that environment for mm. for that time. And older kids, younger kids, once again different different race, religion, everything under the board, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and just you know embrace once again the French culture and what that was all about because we wanted them to to understand what that was as well as you know the difference between you know European culture right and especially yeah. European football as as opposed to American culture you know so and and the, the different flavor that brings as well right because mm. you know they are different and there are you know differences and even the styles of play right of of coaching was completely different in France versus the U.S. Right? Just uh, could, could you expand? To do, you know? Could you expand on that? Like the, the differences yeah, that definitely. you noticed. So, so I'll give you an example. So, like when they would go to these camps, like when you would go to camp here in the U.S., right? It's going to be, let's say, for instance, you're going to do a, a warm up that's like a rondo. Um, it's going to be maybe some small sided possession. Mm. It's going to lead into whatever, maybe small sided five v five or whatever, and then a game. Right? Mm-hmm. That's most camps. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we would go there, the camps there are very much about individual technique. Right. So mm-hmm. they would set up, let's say, a, a gauntlet of different things. Like uh, one would be, you know, juggling with both feet. Mm-hmm. Um, one would be shooting with both feet. But you can't move out of the, the activity that you're in until you complete what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. So it would literally be, you know, 10, 12 different, you know, little little cycles. And you couldn't progress in that cycle until you did exactly what you needed to do. Now yeah. there was also a lot of open play mm-hmm. um, that they that they had within those environments as well. It was a lot of you know nurturing with the ball. You know there mm-hmm. was I, there was a lot of lack of coaching. What I mean by that there wasn't like going and telling them exactly what they needed to do. It was this is the activity and you figure it out right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I once again think there was a lot that came from that as well early on, you know? So, mm. um, yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's been blessed to, to see the European environment in France. And then, you know, he was lucky enough to early on, uh, you know, when he was probably, I think he was seven or eight when he got invited to go to city and like go train with city mm-hmm. and see what that was like. Um, yeah. and then, you know, maybe a year or two later, um, you know, go with Arsenal and go with them pretty much after that every year, a couple times a year to, to those environments oh, and see, you know, European academies, you know, English academies and, and how they differed because they did differ, right? They all are, are different and unique. Um, and the big thing for me that I got out of going those experiences was that he was pushed, right? Like, mm. so it was something outside of his comfort zone. And, you know, we... We were happy to, or I was, maybe not him, but I was happy to see that, you know, every time he came out of one of those uncomfortable situations, because they were uncomfortable, mm-hmm. that I saw an extra spark in him, right? It was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, 
Wait a second. Now I got to think about how I'm doing, how I'm playing. There's other kids out here, you know, like, yeah. you know, I got to I got to up my game, you know. So he would always come back from any of those things, like sparked and, and energized and ready to go. So wow. I, I think, you know, we always, <laughs> you know, there's and it was a good reminder that there's levels to everything. Right? It's not just, hey, you're here and you're the guy. Right. It's look, there's a kid over there and he's pretty good, too. You know, and yeah, yeah. there's other kid over here. He's pretty good, too. Right. So, you know, just having that as as a reminder, um, I think helps spark things. Yeah, I think it was great. Wow. That's now I, I, I find that interesting, you know, that you're. It, to me, it's almost like it's it's almost like you have different ingredients. Like you're making a player's like a, a player's development is almost like making a meal. Like you have these different ingredients that you're naming. You know, futsal, playing in a team, U.S. tournaments, going to Europe, different styles of coaching. It sounds like you guys didn't just get into one situation and say, "Okay, this is the way forward." It, it, it seems like you guys dabbled in a different bit of things. If I, if, I, if if that sounds correct. No, that's a, that's one hundred percent correct. And and to be honest, we did that on purpose. You know, it was it was more of, hey, I, I don't want you to ever get comfortable, right? Like that's the one thing I think I always I have learned kind of throughout the years. Mm. You know, sort of that reoccurring thing I've heard from others is the minute you start getting comfortable, that's going to be that's the beginning of the end. Right? Oh, wow. Like if if you and we're obviously we're focused like a lot on you know, the pro level player, a player, elite level player that wants to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, I had my older son didn't want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And so you could see that like he ne- didn't necessarily want to go and and do extended periods of time with one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what he chose. And we always talked to him about that. And, and we were fine with that as well. It wasn't ever like, oh, you have to go do this or else, you know, it was, yep. hey, this option's there for you if you want to go do it great if not then you know it's fine as well like it's no big deal you know so um i think yeah just trying trying different things and 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 always trying to find time to to play right and what i mean by that is not there's always time to train and, yeah. and i'll be the first one to tell you because i'm a trainer now right yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to train, but there's also time to to have fun like if you can't enjoy it and i know this is this is sort of that cliche but it's the truth right like if you can't find time to to get away with your buddies or, or get away with even people you don't know and just enjoy the game and try things and, and fail. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but you're probably not going to be playing, um, you know, down the line just because that love and that appreciation really more so is going to go away. It, yeah. it will. Uh, man, that's, that's 100%. So, so, t- so tell us, how, how, uh, how long, uh, when were the first ages uh, did your sons dog you in the backyard soccer game, how long did it oh, take? Man. <laughs> man, so so remember, so I didn't grow up with playing the game, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember that. Uh, but <laughs> it, I think you know, Evan was probably I don't know, probably seven or eight when he could already like destroy me. You know, uh-huh. like you know, he was much quick. He was much quicker than me. By then, he had you know he had played futsal for quite a while, mm-hmm. especially in small sided stuff. There's no way. Like, obviously, the you know, we progressed to the bigger game, and I could be lazy enough to, to yeah. do some things. Yeah. But, yeah, when we would play small, because we would we'd have a, our backyard's not, not huge, but yeah. big enough to play some 2v2s in the backyard. And yeah. so we would play 2v2 as a family. And, you know, I would uh, do my best renditions of Ronaldinho or whatever, <laughs> and typically fall over or something. But yeah. I would try, you know. Yeah, of course. So, but, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, it was man. always fun, you know. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, no, that's, 
That's great. That's great. Maybe maybe one day those those videos will come out, and you can. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't. <laughs> no, man. That's good. That's good, man. That's uh, that's amazing. So I I think um, James, any questions? Anything you want to touch on, real quick? Yeah, I just wanted to ask. Um, at what age was um Evan when you realized? Look, what or when Evan? I don't know if he gave you feedback and said, "Look, I want to do this seriously." Um, yeah. And I want to do this, only this. I don't want to play any other sport. I want to do this 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, whether right or wrong, I think, you know, he was still relatively young. I would say probably, you know, in that seven to eight, you know, and I know wow. it sounds young, right? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds young, but and it's not like he didn't play or try to play any other sports. He just didn't play anything in organized. He would go to school and play you know, play basketball or play anything yeah. else as well. And he was, you know, a pretty good athlete as well. But he always, soccer was always his love. It was something that he always cherished. Um, and I think, yeah, probably around seven or eight was like, look, I love this. I would love to, his goal was always to play in Europe. It was, it was, I want to play in Europe. I want to play for, you know, top level club and, you know, I want to play champion league. I want to do all this. He had like big aspirations. And luckily for us, he was, you know, super mature for his age, um, even from a young age. He, he was uh, pretty focused. He's pretty strong-minded, like my wife, and um, <laughs> knew what he wanted. You know, maybe that's the French side of him. I'm not sure. It's the European woman, very, man. <laughs> very much. This is what it is, and this is what we're doing. You yeah. know, like, why are you even asking me anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. It was even from an early age. So that kind of set the tone for things. Yeah. You know. But how did you guys as parents respond? Because, you know, like, there's parents that are like, oh, your kid has to be well-rounded. They have to be a multi-sport athlete, this, that, that, that. Yeah. How did you guys respond to that? Were you just like, okay? Yeah. yeah. For me, look, I mean, once again, this is my opinion, right? I mean, I think everybody can do things differently, and, and some choose to have it opened up and do other things. That's great. But, like, what we, what we found for him was, you know, different, like I said, than my older son. My older son did different sports. You know, he, he kicked, he played uh, American football. You know, he, you know, he, he also played basketball, you know, so he was doing other things and, and we would have been fine with that. Yeah. Evan always said to us that he wanted to play soccer and mm-hmm. that was his love. Yeah. Um, and so we nourished that and we, we nurtured it. You know, we said, okay, great. Well, there are different flavors of the game. There's, yeah. there's you know, futsal. He, we played, he played indoor, right? So, well, while still the same game, they're slightly different, right? Mm. So he just always enjoyed having the ball at his foot, you know, as opposed to having the ball in his hand. That's the difference, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So for me, for me, like, it was always just, why don't we just continue to, you know, let him enjoy the thing he wants to do? It wasn't ever like, oh, we're, we're restricting him from doing anything. We never restricted anything. We said, okay, if you want to play football or basketball or tennis or whatever – you know, uh, my, my wife's a basketball player. She, okay. she played basketball her entire life, mm. um, you know, at, at a decent level, you know. And, and so, you know, he, he could have very easily done that or another sport. But what we saw was, you know, soccer was a sport. Football was his sport. And that's what he wanted to do. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how we saw it. Oh, wow, man. No, that's uh, yeah, that's very, that's uh, that's refreshing to hear kind of the the take that you guys had, uh, you know, in, in his development. And so I get, I guess, I guess taking it in a way, I, I guess looking at now, 
obviously he's he's developed to the point that he's now in a in a uh, a top level European club. Um, what would you say are some of the things that you've noticed? Uh, have there have there been any changes? Anything that you can notice from the the outside looking in? You know, or what do you what do you see now since now he's looking to make this his full time profession? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you go from uh, an American environment um, where, you know, you're, you're still training and you're trying to, to push and play at the highest level possible. Um, but going into, you know, a European academy, especially European academies at, at the older ages, right, where it's, as you know, you guys probably know, right, it's it's done for a job. That Things change, right? Like it's, when the focus day in and day out is, is trying to make a first um, you know, if you aren't already, like you better get your priorities straight, you know, and, and get focused in on, on taking care of yourself and getting the right sleep, you know, getting, getting, you know, uh, the appropriate, you know, cool downs in and, and how you're recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've seen, not that he wasn't already really good at this, but even more fine tuned, um, now is just, you know, his sort of total dedication into taking care of himself, right? And knowing that that's going to, the long game is is important um, from his body and then how that plays into, you know, not having, you know, not going to the mall or not doing whatever, uh, you know, just those priorities have, have really been wrangled in. And even, to be honest, even how he talks, right? He talks like, an adult now he's 16 but he talks like an adult you know wow. and, you know he's been in germany now for quite a while you know and you know he's his own man so to speak you know so mm. that's that's an interesting thing as uh, you know having a 16 year old young man yeah <laughs> who who acts like he's uh you know much older is is something both me and my wife i think uh have i'm still getting used to you know because <laughs> He's still our little little kid, you know, in, in our minds, but um, that's no longer the case, you know, and so we have to we have to continue to to learn what that is and mature and, and develop as as parents and, yeah. and understand that, you know, that he wants to break free a little bit as well, and um, but at the same time, um, you know, make sure he is, you know, the the, the, the good human that we're trying to raise him to be, um, yeah. and and that's that's a huge thing for us as well. It's just. We've always told him from the beginning, like if you can if you can grow up to be a good dude, a good person, then then we've done our job. If if anything else comes with that, whether it's you know being a, a pro soccer player or, or anything else, that's that's ice on the cake for us. So wow, man, no, that's that it, and that must be amazing to see the development because well to see the development from afar, right? Because obviously you know you you, yeah. you probably don't get to see him. Uh, you get to see him at, at choice times throughout the year and uh, and observe yep. him, and then especially during these times yeah. as well, where you can't really see yeah. anything. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean everything is you know obviously with COVID and everything going on right now, it's even more difficult. I mean, you know, obviously if if things hadn't gone kind of the way they were, we would have tried to travel over there a couple times a year and, and see you know obviously try to get a, a few games in at a time when yep. possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know whether it was between the 17s or the, the 19s or whoever he was playing with at the time, um, and then hopefully, you know, down the road, you know, as he progresses, you know, to the next level. So, but you know, we've always told him, and he knows this. It's on him, right? He's got to put the work and 
and and everything around that you know comes into to him right ultimately so um yeah but it's it's fun just to see it from afar and i get to see some videos every now and then and that kind of helps me as a uh, you know as a soccer dad yeah <laughs> so yeah you know someone who loves watching the game and seeing the game is it's it's fun to watch man yeah, yeah i'm just looking forward to, to things to get going again you know fully to to really see exactly exactly man that's so 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 it's been a, it's been a journey but still a journey there's still a long way to go in the journey so i i think it's uh no nah, man i i i really um i'm really digging the perspective that you're bringing because you know you're coming from someone who didn't who didn't as a youth who didn't grow up necessarily in in the traditional soccer culture but then throughout your life experiences traveling uh, obviously meeting your wife's family having your sons you kind of developed into that uh you developed your own soccer culture would you say right is that something you would say that that would you say that almost had is, is the biggest effect on getting getting to the point where evan is now and and you know obviously his brother played you know his brother played as well your son so it, it was kind of would you say those were the biggest factors um getting to this point and at least start the catalyst That's what it was. We were just trying to always do our best job of, of creating that environment, you know. And, you know, I think, like I said, the other factor that, that I think played or weighed into it was, the, you know, just the, the ability to have some success but also be stretched, right? Like that was always a big thing for us was, mm. you know, that, that level of, of not always, not ever feeling that you could settle for something, right? So I think that was another big thing that like anytime we got to a point where, like, you know, Evan was lucky enough to be with a team, like, of teammates that went to four straight state cup finals. Take it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. won two of those. So that was great. They were with that. And he got to, to travel with those same group of kids, play internationally, play against great teams. And, and that's all good. That's all good and great. But I think, you know, looking outside of that, you know, the ability to, to go to some of these other environments, whether it be France or whether it be England or, or others, and, and really stretch and understand that there's a there's a bigger world out there, you know, that I think played a lot mm. into it, you know, and just that, um, you know, there are different cultures besides your own, and it's okay to accept other cultures and be, become part of those cultures, you mm. know, I think uh, that was a huge thing for us. Yeah. Man, that's... Man, that, 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 that's great, I think, what you're giving uh, giving the listeners, man, is that just like you said, it's like experiencing different cultures, different settings, different expectations yeah. that, that come with that as yeah. well. A hundred percent. Like on that, I would say that like, you know, we all paint pictures in our minds, like, and we have perceptions of things, right? For one reason or the other. And I think, you know, for me, it's healthy for players to feel like anxiety of not knowing, mm. right? That anxiety of, oh, what's coming next, right? Like that uncertainty to me, um, at the end of the day, that's where real progression comes from. Going through those experiences and getting something from those experiences, I think, helps, you know, not only did I think it helped Evan grow, but I think it helped my older son grow. I think it helps players grow in general to, to be pushed, you know, and, and, and be not necessarily stressed to where, like, they're, oh, hey, we're going to crumble, but, like, the anxiety of knowing, I don't know what's coming next. Mm. There's... You know, I, I think there's a lot that comes from that growth, personally. Got it, got it, man. And, oh, it, I meant to ask you. I meant to ask you this question 
from a because yeah. uh, so I think there's a there's a culture in, in uh, the U.S. Uh, where you know we're, we're talking about private training, which uh, a little bit and yep. um, like I said, I I I've done private training. I do private training. You know, I'm in Holland more, so I don't do it as much. But um, you know, back in the states, and 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 I think it helps kids give a, a foundation. But th- through your experience with Evan, it sounded like you know. Was there a big emphasis on him having a trainer working with this guy two, three hours a day? Or what was, you know, and, and I can't, of course, everyone's different. I'm not saying that one way is wrong or one way is right. But like, how was, how was his exposure to that? Did he have exposure to that? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did have some, so uh, uh, on two different fronts. So the first front where I did have him work with some trainers from time to time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those were guys I still stay in contact with today that are, very much about I wanted him working with guys that want that would allow for him to work on his creativity. So I would seek them out mm. and try to find guys that were were good about working on his his quickness, working on his his soccer intelligence, right? Working on you know his creativity in one form or fashion. So he worked with those guys, and like I said, I still I still you know I actually work with one of them still today. Yeah. Um, that Evan worked with when he was younger, and then the the other side of the coin is that, you know, through my sort of uh, you know love of the game, I started to to gain more knowledge and want to be more hands on. So a lot of it was trial and error with me as his trainer, right? It was yeah. Like, hey, I saw this. It was this <laughs> cool thing that I saw Zidane do or Ronald Ronaldinho do. And hey, let's try this, right? So yeah. we would try, we would try different stuff, right? And um, you know, this was before YouTube, right? So yeah. it was like trying to replicate stuff that I couldn't even do myself, to be yeah. honest with you, right? So, yeah. um, but but just experiencing things, and and once again, just trying to nurture his love of the game, his love of the ball specifically, like just being ball centric, and and then we we progress that to, you know, application based things what i mean by that is like okay you're in a game and and now you know you want to move forward and and what do, what do you need to do to get forward and what is your body shape and those kinds of things so it was more of you know the the, the, the technical things that he needed to do mm-hmm. to be a, a half second faster you know so mm. i think those were a lot of things that we worked on when he was younger just anticipation and soccer intelligence and and creativity um, so, you know, like I said, that was for him, you know, other kids that I, that I have trained or, or do train, you know, I train like different players. So they're not all, you know, forwards or attackers, they're defenders and everything across the board, you know, and mm-hmm. being creative to me is not necessarily step overs and, and all the stuff creative to me means like being able to do something different in a situation that you put yourself in. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I nurture a lot of that kind of, of thing. You know, not being afraid, being good and solid on the ball, not just, you know, playing, you know, direct. It's, it's about the love of the ball and, and everything in between of that. But, but really thinking about why you're doing what you're doing, not just doing stuff. Because I think personally, I think there's too many kids and players that are just doing things because they saw it, you know, and not really tying it back to what it ultimately means in in of the game, right? So that's, mm. that's my own perspective. Mm. And, <laughs> and I find it interesting, I think, I think what's interesting is, uh, did you guys, um, did you guys have like a set weekly schedule? I'm, and I'm, I'm going to go for, I'm going to ask you mostly probably from ages six to 
or let's say ages five to like nine or something like that? Was it like a set yeah. schedule thing? Like, okay, we got to be at the trainer this week. Then we have to do this. Nah. Then we have to do nah. this. Or was it a little bit more loose? No, nah. no, nah, we were, you know, for me, it was always, and like I said, this is my opinion, but like for me, it was always when I felt like he needed another spark or be encouraged a little bit more, maybe hear a different voice than my voice. Right. Mm. Cause I think there is good in that as well. Like we as parents think that we do everything right, but mm-hmm. they, for me, I think they also need to hear other people, right? Yeah, <laughs> like of course. Hear from someone else and get another idea of, of, you know, another opinion. And so, yeah, for us, it was never like, okay, Fridays are doing this or Saturdays are doing this. It was, oh, hey, like I think Evan should have a session this month um, and work on X, Y, Z and I'll, I'll take him to so-and-so, right? Like mm. that's literally what it was. Or... I think he's okay to work with me on this day and we'll work on whatever, shooting with his left or whatever it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get a shot off after you create separation, whatever it was, right? But it was it was never never like, okay, day in and day out, we're gonna we're such a fine tuned schedule to where it was for me I think that like leads to being a little bit more animated, right? Or automated, excuse me, where it's just mm-hmm. repetitive, the same thing. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do X, Y, Z and get in and get out. And, and that's it. I had my thousand touches for the day and that's all I need to do. Mm. For us, it was always like, I want to do something different specifically because you're not getting that in your normal training. Mm. Right. And you know, I, you know, you're going to be doing what you're doing in a team setting and that's going to be different from a training setting or it should be. And at least in my opinion, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what we did when we, when we ever worked with trainers, it was, to do something specific and it was always odd times it was never a set schedule got it got it man okay okay man you're <laughs> dropping some gems here i think i think i think yeah, this... i don't know that all trainers are going to want to hear that but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for us at least that was the truth right it was you know when you're trying to fine-tune something you know or you're trying to do something that you don't know or want more information about right like I think, you know, obviously it's better to surround yourself with people that, that know or can, can find out than to try to, to guess at things and just mm. assume, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, like the, the worst thing you could do um, as a parent, as a soccer parent, as an athlete, you know, a parent of an athlete is to just assume things and just to go with the flow just because someone says it, right? Like mm. why not just, you know, read about something like, especially like nowadays with Twitter and like, everything else like there's way too much information out there to not look and try to find things yourself of course of course and i I think i think that's that's definitely happening um but you know you know what i like about you guys' story your story and and your family's story and then obviously leaving and leading into evan's story is that you got you you guys developed through the process as a family it sounds like yeah and um you know, it seems like you were calm about it. I mean, from the outside looking in, obviously we're not we weren't there on the day to day, but it was kind of like a gradual build up into into this moment. And obviously, Evan has to have the the talent and the motivation to actually do what right. he's doing, anyways. You yep. know, so absolutely, yeah, that's yeah. also a big uh, part of it. I, I think you're, you're spot on, right? And like, I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm sure there's that didn't do right <laughs> during the process, right? Like, I think nothing's perfect, but like doing for me always doing nothing or not having any execution or not doing like just being static and just going with the flow was never an option. It was always, 
hey, if he wants to learn more and he wants to develop more, then then we have to find ways to do that, right? Mm. Whatever whatever means possible. And that doesn't mean like, I, that's not like I'm saying, hey, we went and spent like, you know, thousands of dollars on stuff. No, we just found unique ways to do stuff. It was go down and play Mexican League or, mm. you know, go play pickup here or there. There's plenty of things I thought we could do um, that are out there that don't cost money, right? That, that yeah. can help, at least in my opinion, could help. Right. Like, um, uh, and, and kind of always circling it back to the fact that we never wanted him to be a robot. We wanted him to be, you know, look at the end of the day, like if you can't stand out and be different, there's going to be 10 of 10 of you, (laughs) especially in this game. Right. So Mm -hmm. you better find a way to be different, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Nah, man. I mean, wow. James, James, you got some more or you, what, what are you thinking? No, this is, this is some great stuff. And, um, I like the way you keep on mentioning like pick up and playing because earlier on you were mentioning about just playing and a lot of parents get that mix between training and just playing and how valuable train uh, just playing is and it seems like just playing for Evan was very valuable in his and in, in the style of player he is for sure yeah I mean I think you're spot on like look I won't say that we never tried to create environments where they were pick up because. You know, like it or not, in the U.S., a lot of the times you don't necessarily always have the pickup culture, right? It's, you know, sometimes you have to create these environments, right? Yeah. But at the same time, as much as we could, we tried to nurture the fact of having him do that by himself, right? It was, hey, I'm calling up my buddies and let's try to go to the park or let's try to go to, you know, go to the, the basketball court to play futsal, right? Like, you know, whatever it might have been, um, you could still, you know, get it, gather the people necessarily. And then, you know, you're in that environment. Other kids are around that are, whether that's in the neighborhood or wherever you might be at, the, at that given time. Um, when we would do it with futsal as well, like I think, like I was saying, sometimes like Friday nights, they did pick up futsal. So they would go and once again, it's, it's all different age groups and levels and they're making their own teams, you know, and it's like, let's figure this out. And like, let's, let's express ourselves. And like in a lot of those environments, it wasn't, you know, we were just there to watch, you know? And, and yeah. I think the other big thing about, well, at least me and my wife <laughs> is we loved to always be there watching. That wasn't, it wasn't there to be coaching. It was there to be watching and yeah. just reminding him that we, we love the game as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we were there and we enjoyed it. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, like a, another thing we had to do. <laughs> right? yeah. It was, this is this is something that we enjoy and, and do day in and day out, you know? And so, yeah, that's how we saw it. Oh, man. No, that's great, wow. man. That's great, man. I think, I, I you know, I I think you bringing kind of you guys' story um, of development, I think, is just something that's, that's invaluable. And, and I think we learn, myself as a father, and my kid is, you know, now six years old, I'm looking at him like, okay. It's almost like the preacher's son. I, I was like, oh, I, I got to be careful because <laughs> yep. I see him look. Sometimes he'll look at me. He's like, Pop, you want to do this again? Okay, you know. And I'm like, all right, let me let me back up. Let me check myself. So I think you know, even just for myself personally, on this podcast right. today, you've helped me. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sure, right? I'm sure for you, right? Like, I'm sure you've you've evolved as well, right? Like, evolved as a as a soccer dad, right? Even yep. though you're a coach and you know this game, you know really well, like. 
you you understand that now you have the emotional attachment of your own kid, right? Mm-hmm. And that that changes the equation a bit, right? It it does. It just like it or not, it does. Yep, yep, it does. You're right. <laughs> you're you're hundred <laughs> percent right. I'm I'm trying to keep myself chill. I was I was I was thinking about when I used to, when we used to train kids and they were six, seven, eight, nine years old, and we say, oh, you have to have a thousand juggles and all this stuff and. <laughs> And now I don't even do that with my son. He, first of all, he wouldn't even <laughs> listen to me doing all that to him. He, he, right, you know, right, right. and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely and, and like you, and I think what you mentioned is that people are we're dealing with people, so everyone is different. And, and what and I like the words you use. What was the spark? You know what I mean? In um, different times, put him in different situations, created a spark. So I like what you're you're yep. kind of saying and and. Um, and I think it's I think it's something I think really what comes what it comes down to is that people have to be really open to just not knowing and just trying yep. like trial and error, yeah. you know, yeah. instead of saying, yeah. oh, I got the answers. No, you don't have the answers. Yep. Way, right? <laughs> you know, you got. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think that's that's exactly what it is. Right. Because I think, you know, you know, for one reason or the other, everybody thinks they know. Right. But like. You know, they don't. At least in my opinion, they don't. Right? Like you mm-hmm. can you can have a better idea of something, sure. But like until you try, and until you try for you know whoever that may be, you don't know, right? And you can't mm-hmm. say that you know, right? Because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So you know, for for one person to say you know don't train every day or don't do everything, maybe that works for that individual, mm-hmm. right? Like when I saw that video of the of that player, yeah. For me, it's like it, I the kid was smiling, right? He was having fun. So like, yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? Like somebody else might be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that every day. Well, who are you to say? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. who are you to say? Like, that if it's going to work or not, like, let them enjoy the game and, and whatever form or fashion that is, you know, eventually, you know, it's going to change. But for now, let them enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the thing. I think, and, 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 I, and I think that's what's good about, this segment that we're trying to ask is that we're trying to question everything that we've done in the past and now look at the future and say, okay, was that right? What do we look at? You know, just questioning doesn't mean that you doubt, but just questioning and looking and understanding. And and like James mentioned today, parent development, um, (laughs) you know, we we all, we always talk about the player development, but we don't, I, uh, you know, like I said, we use the word education, but I like the the word parent development that James that you brought up because I think it. <laughs> I love it. it yeah, because I I actually never heard it that way. If I'm being honest, I always had ed- education, so it's like, oh, you need to know this. No, it's not need to know. It's more. It's more like you develop and you start and you start to get an idea of yeah. what that process is or what that journey is as well. Right, like I can, I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. Right? Mm-hmm. I can, this is here, right? But you have to go and experience it yourself. Right? That's that's on you. That's your development, right? That's you understanding what's what's going on. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's well worded. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's exactly it. It's it's development for parents, you know. And I think, at least for me, I'm still <laughs> still learning, yeah. you know. And I think you yeah. should always continue to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Well, man, uh, this is this has been great, James. Did you want to touch on something? It actually tells me on my on our segment here we're recording. We got one more minute, but I can always stop and restart. Uh, okay. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything that you guys wanted to touch base on, or what do you think? This has been this has been great. Everything has been covered. Of uh, um, 
like from the as I said from the parents' perspective, which we don't really get that much. And I uh, thank you very much, Don. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. I always enjoy talking to you guys. I know you guys uh, see a lot of the same same things I do, so I appreciate it. No, nah, man. No, nah, and hey, Dom, Dom, thank you so much, man. Hey, could you give us your your socials really quick, uh, if you don't mind, uh, so if people want to kind of yeah. catch up with you? Yeah. So uh, I'm on. Uh, I think I'm on both, I'm on both Instagram and on Twitter. Both I think uh, they're both under Dom Rotundo, so it should be relatively easy to find. Um, you know, so yeah, just, uh, if you want, if you ever have any questions, just reach out. I'm always, uh, hopefully you can see that I'm a relatively open guy and, uh, you know, we, we're pretty transparent as a family, you know, and we, we like to keep it that way. And, um, 